0: Hello again, or if this is your first time, welcome to Short Stories, a production of AdventuresinAudio.net. I'm Robert Crandall, and it's nice to be with you, as Gallery would say. Well, here we are in the second week of September 2017, and what a couple of weeks it has been two major disasters by way of massive hurricanes. The first named Harvey, which slammed into Houston, Texas on August 24th, and reports say that more than 20 trillion gallons of rain, that's enough water to supply New York City's needs for over five decades. Then came Irma, which generated massive destruction and rain to the state of florida when things like this happen i always wonder if the weather can be controlled there are many who believe that and with all the mayhem in american politics today and the precarious nature of world events could this have been a deliberate attack i know what you're thinking Oh, Robert, don't be silly, you conspiracy theorist, you. Well, maybe, but isn't it a little funny? Not funny ha-ha, but funny uncanny. Two hurricanes back-to-back. After 12 years of no hurricanes, I'm feeling a little peculiar, as four non-blondes would say. What if a nation could cause storms and vast flooding to an enemy? In 1938, China blew up dikes to stop the advance of the Japanese army. It worked, but destroyed farmland and killed between 500,000 and 900,000 civilians. Well, deliberate or not, my thoughts and prayers go out to our friends in Florida and Texas. We have a lot of downloads in those two states. Florida is second only to California, and Texas is fourth in total downloads of this podcast, and a lot of them from Houston. It's hard to imagine the devastation. Lives ruined, Everything lost. This recovery will take years. Our story for this episode is not a story, but a letter that Alexander Hamilton wrote about a hurricane he endured in St. Croix in the year 1772. Back then they didn't have today's modern forecasting. All of a sudden, without warning, or I'm assuming they had no warning or maybe very little, you just get slammed. Hamilton's letter is dated September 6, 1772, and goes like this. I take upon my pen just to give you an imperfect account of one of the most dreadful hurricanes that memory or any records whatever can trace, which happened here on the 31st Ultimo at night. It began about dusk at north and raged very violently till 10 o'clock. Then ensued a sudden and unexpected interval which lasted about an hour. Meanwhile, the wind was shifting round to the southwest point, where whence it returned with redoubled fury and continued so till near three o'clock in the morning. Good God, what horror and destruction! It's impossible for me to describe or you to form any idea of it. IT SEEMED AS IF A TOTAL dissolution OF NATURE WAS TAKING PLACE. THE ROARING OF THE SEA AND WIND, FIERY METEORS FLYING ABOUT IT IN THE AIR, THE PRODIGIOUS GLARE OF ALMOST PERPETUAL LIGHTNING, THE CRASH OF THE FALLING HOUSES, AND THE EAR-PIERCING SHRIEKS OF THE DISTRESSED WERE SUFFICIENT TO STRIKE ASTONISHMENT INTO ANGELS. A great part of the buildings throughout the island are leveled to the ground, almost all the rest very much shattered, several persons killed In numbers utterly ruined, whole families running about the streets, unknowing where to find a place of shelter, the sick exposed to the keenness of water and air without bed to lie upon or dry covering to their bodies and our harbors entirely bare, in a word misery, in all its most hideous shapes, spread over the whole face of the country. A strong smell of gunpowder added somewhat to the terrors of the night, and it was observed that the rain was surprisingly salt. Indeed, the water is so brackish and full of sulfur that there is hardly any drinking of it my reflections and feelings on this frightful and melancholy occasion are set forth in the following self-discourse. Where now, O vile worm, is all thy boasted fortitude and resolution? What has become of thine arrogance and self-sufficiency? Why doubtst thou tremble and stand aghast? How humble, how helpless, how contemptible you now appear, and for why, the jarring of elements, the discord of clouds. O impotent, presumptuous fool, how durst thou offend that omnipotence whose not alone were sufficient to quell the destruction that hovers over thee, or crush thee into atoms? See thy wretched, helpless state, and learn to know thyself, learn to know thy best support, DESPISE THYSELF, AND ADORE THY GOD, HOW SWEET, HOW UNUTTERABLY SWEET WERE NOW THE VOICE OF AN APPROVING CONSCIENCE, THEN COULDST THOU SAY, HENCE, YE idle ALARMS, WHY DO I SHRINK, WHAT HAVE I TO FEAR, A PLEASING CALM SUSPENSE, A SHORT REPOSE, FROM CALAMITY TO END IN ETERNAL BLISS, LET THE EARTH REND, LET THE PLANETS FORSAKE THEIR COURSE, let the sun be extinguished and the heavens burst asunder. Yet what have I to dread? My staff can never be broken, in omnipotence I trusted. He who gave the winds to blow, and the lightnings to rage, even him I have always loved and served, his precepts I have observed, his commandments I have obeyed, and his perfections I have adored. He will snatch me from ruin. He will exalt me to the fellowship of angels and seraphs and to the fullness of never-ending joys. But alas, how different, how deplorable, how gloomy the prospect. Death comes rushing on and triumph veiled in a mantle of tenfold darkness. His unrelenting sight pointed and ready for the stroke. On his right hand sits destruction, Hurling the winds and belching forth flames. Calamity is on his left, Threatening famine, disease, and distress of all kinds. And, oh, thou wretch, look still a little further, See the gulf of eternal misery open. There mayest thou shortly plunge The just reward of thy vileness, Alas, whither canst thou fly? Where hide thyself? Thou canst not call upon thy God. Thy life has been a continual warfare with him. Hark! ruin, and confusion on every side. Tis thy turn next. But one short moment, even now, O Lord, help. Jesus, be merciful. Thus did I reflect. And thus at every gust of the wind, did I conclude till it pleased the Almighty to allay it. Nor did my emotions proceed either from the suggestions of too much natural fear, or a conscience overburdened with crimes of an uncommon caste. I thank God this was not the case. The scenes of horror exhibited around us naturally awakened such ideas in every thinking breast and aggravated the deformity of every failing of our lives. It were a lamentable insensibility indeed not to have had such feelings, and I think inconsistent with human nature. Our distressed, helpless condition taught us humility and contempt of ourselves. The horrors of the night, the prospect of an immediate, cruel death, or, as one may say, a being crushed by the Almighty in His anger, filled us with terror, and everything that had tended to weaken our interest with Him upbraided us in the strongest colors with our baseness and folly, that which in a calm, unruffled temper we call a natural cause, seemed then like the correction of the Deity. Our imagination represented him as an incensed master, executing vengeance on the crimes of his servants. The father and the benefactor were forgot, and in that view a consciousness of our guilt filled us with despair. But see, the Lord relents. He hears our prayer. The lightning ceases. The winds are appeased. The warring elements are reconciled, and all things promise peace. The darkness is dispelled, and drooping nature revives at the approaching dawn. Look back, O my soul, look back and tremble. Rejoice at thy deliverance, and humble thyself in the presence of thy deliverer. Yet hold, O vain mortal, check thy ill-timed joy. Art thou so selfish to exult because thy lot is happy in a season of universal woe? Hast thou no feelings for the miseries of thy fellow creatures? And art thou incapable of the soft pangs of sympathetic sorrow? Look around thee and shudder at the view. See desolation and ruin where thou turnest thine eye. See thy fellow creatures pale and lifeless. Their bodies mangled, their souls snatched into eternity unexpected, alas, perhaps unprepared. Hark the bitter groans of distress. See sickness and infirmities exposed to the inclemencies of wind and water. See tender infancy pinched with hunger and hanging on the mother's knee for food. See the unhappy mother's anxiety. Her poverty denies relief. Her breast heaves with pangs of maternal pity. Her heart is bursting. The tears gush down her cheeks. O oh, sights of woe! O oh, distress unspeakable! My heart bleeds, but I have no power to solace. O oh, ye who revel in affluence! See the afflictions of humanity and bestow your superfluity to ease them. Say not, we have suffered also and thence withhold your compassion. What are your sufferings compared to those? Ye still have more than enough left. Act wisely. Succour the miserable, and lay up a treasure in heaven. I am afraid, sir, you will think this description more of the effort of imagination than a true picture of realities. But I can affirm with the greatest truth, that there is not a single circumstance touched upon which I have not absolutely been an eyewitness to. Our general has issued several very salutary and humane regulations, and in both his public and private measures, has shown himself the man. You've been listening to Account of a Hurricane by Alexander Hamilton. To our friends in Texas and Florida, we wish you all the best as you move forward to put your lives back together. May God bless you.